Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 25, verses 1 to 10. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exult over me. Indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. They shall be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me known to your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in our, your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love. For they have been from an old... Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast, love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. Psalm 32 Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whom spirit there is no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away, through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me, my strength was dried up by the heat of the summer. Silah. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Selah. Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer you prayer to you at this time, that we may be found surely in a rush of great waters, that they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. Salah. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you, but not like a horse or a mule without understanding, which must be curbed with a bit and bridle, or I will not stray near you. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but the steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Matthew chapter 9, verses 12 to 13. And behold, some people brought to him a paralyt, lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyt, Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, this man is blaspheming. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, Rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose, and he went home. When the crowd saw it, they were afraid, and they glorified God 
who had given such authority to men. As Jesus passed from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as Jesus reclined at the table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? When he heard it, he said, Those who have well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Good morning. This is Tim Tribble, broadcasting to you from Sacramento, California. Today's readings come to us from Psalm 25, verses 1 to 10, Psalm 32, and Matthew chapter 9, verses 2 to 13. Psalm 32 is a called a masculine of David, which is probably a musical or liturgical term in the Jewish world. And it's called Blessed Are the Forgiven. And this talks about God's forgiveness and his mercy and how we can ask for forgiveness and he will give it to us. And I want to talk today about the reading from Matthew. There's a couple of things to take away that we can use in our daily lives here and something that talks about the character of being Christ-like. In the beginning, we start with one of his first miracles, his first healings, when he was brought a paralyzed man. And they said to him, Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. And there were some scribes and Pharisees there, and they didn't like that. They thought he was blaspheming. But Jesus, of course, knew what they were thinking. He says, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, rise and walk. And he said, goes on to say, So that you know I have authority on earth to forgive sins. And then he turns to the paralyzed man and says, Rise, pick up your bed and go home. Jesus walked amongst us. The most important thing in life is being forgiven. Do we have any idea how being forgiven heals us. We make mistakes. We do things that were wrong. We don't treat people the way we should. We there, there's, there's a litany of things, especially those of us who have served in the military and those of us who work in EMS, uh, in medicine, when we have to make choices and do things, and it's it, you, you wind up in these situations where you don't have time to sit down and analyze, well, let's look this up. We've got to act now. And we try to have proceed, you know, SOPs and standing orders and, and ROE and all this type of stuff that we put in place to try to help. But it comes down to you have to make a choice and you may make a choice that is hard for you to live with. God says that's okay. I forgive you. And being forgiven and being able to have that burden taken off of you is very 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 healing and I, I cannot stress that enough I know in my own personal life I've 
done plenty of things that I should not have done. And it's okay. God has forgiven me. And I move forward in the spirit of love and, and don't do those things again. And then, <clears throat> after there, Jesus sees Matthew the tax collector. And this is where we start talking about what does it mean to be Christ-like in character. Um, over the last couple thousand years, being a Christian has become a status symbol. And I'm, you know, we, I remember back in the 70s, we had the I Found It movement. Um, you know, I'm saved, are you? Uh, saved from what? Never mind. Anyway, um, there was this, you know, get dressed up in your Sunday best. That's all it takes. And it became, you know, you know, what church you went to even, take it even farther. Which one of the, the churches were you going to? Because, you know, this one's better than that one. You know, it all became, a, being a Christian is a status symbol. It's not. It is about humility, it is, a, it is about serving, it is about loving. So in here we have Jesus comes up to a tax collector. Tax collectors, the Roman tax collectors, they were not looked upon. I mean, hey, do we love the IRS? Nah, probably not so much. They weren't. And they had a reputation because they were poorly paid mm -hmm. that they would yeah, collect a little extra tax for their pocket. Make sure they were, and there's just this whole stigma around tax collectors. And again, the Pharisees and the scribes are seeing this. These are the, the, the Jewish elite religious people, and they're saying, they say to the disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus heard that, turns around. And says, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Being a Christian is not a status symbol. Being a Christian does not make us better than anyone else. Being a Christian means that we live a life of humble servitude to those around us. It means that when Sunday comes, um, I happen to belong to the Episcopal Church. Uh, I belong to St. Matthew's Mission in the Arden Arcade area of, of <clears throat> Sacramento County. And um, we say all are welcome. And we mean all. Everyone. We have homeless people that come in we have people from several different ethnic groups that come in. Nobody's wearing a suit and tie. Nobody, we are all to there together for one purpose, to worship God and uplift each other. Of course, you know, we all, it's an Episcopal church. I don't, I don't know any church that doesn't have food after the service. We sit down, we break bread together every Sunday. This is what being a Christian is. This is accepting people as they are, reaching out to the people in our society who hurt the most, who can't defend themselves, who have no one speaking up for them, has no one who cares about them. You know, one of the things in our history of the United States military, we have a long storied history of that. Um, going back, for you, we, soldiers and children, 
and we would, you know, there's pictures in Europe, there's pictures in Vietnam, there are pictures in Korea, there are pictures in the Middle East of American soldiers and sailors and Marines and airmen with children. We're giving them candy. We take care of as a medic. Um, we used to do a lot of the, uh, uh, even though it wasn't wartime, we had an operation where we went out uh, down in Central America and we took care of the local people as a, a reach out to try to you know stop the flow of communism hey we'll help you guys out and then you won't you know be uh, seduced by the communist government uh, type stuff so there is this there's this whole thing we've always done that that's one thing you know it's the military is not just we go out and kill everything we see that may be a very small part of our mission the air, biggest thing the united states air force does is humanitarian relief. Those guys that uh, I used to call it military airlift command. I know they've changed the monikers now, like we did in the army. Uh, but those, you know, that's what they do. The C5s, the C17s, the 130s. They're going out there and they're they're bringing relief. Um, you'll see the boxes USAID on the side, and we take those all over the world, all over the world, and bring help to people. That's what being a Christian is. That's what's living the Christ-like life is. It's not that I'm better because I go to church and I'm saved and all of this. It is we are here as humble servants to others, especially those who are on the margins of society, those who don't have, don't have a voice for themselves. That is what we are called to do. Amen. Prayer for the poor and neglected from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and most merciful God, we remember before you all poor and neglected persons whom it would be easy for us to forget, the homeless and the destitute, the old and the sick, and all who have none to care for them. Help us to heal those who are broken in body or spirit and to turn their sorrow into joy. Grant this, Father, for the love of your Son, who for our sake became poor, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling in to First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast by clicking the link in the show notes. Or, if you serve military families, subscribe to First Forward, a paid subscription feed providing commentary on Sunday lectionary texts a week in advance. Use it for sermon prep or just because you support the troops. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instruction will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PPUHQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in an episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off of air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I haven't convinced you to fall in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia. Oh,